hey, this is cool. This is going to be a big hit. I would be like the singer at a jazz club next to the piano. That was the first time that I was like, wow, I can do it. He's so emotional and so raw and so real with how he delivers his music. 13-year-old me, rock and rolling. I came out of the session and went, oh my gosh, this is it. This is the sound. She was so real. When she'd be rapping and singing, it felt like he was kind of at the church again. Hello and welcome to What Did I Say, where Atlantic Records talks with artists about songs they made, songs they like, and songs they'd like to have made. It's an inside look into the craft of songs from the artists themselves. It's been a busy 2018 for Atlantic Records artist and multi-platinum musician Kyle. Not only did he release his highly anticipated debut album, Light of Mine, on May 18th, featuring four-time platinum single, I Spy, but he would also find himself sharing the stage with Chance the Rapper at his Coachella performance. 2018 would also serve as his acting introduction, starring in Netflix's hip-hop comedy, The After Party, along with Wiz Khalifa, French Montana, and more. We talked with Kyle at our Atlantic podcast studio about how his father introduced him to rap, his favorite Kanye West song, and the two different times he got advice from the one and only Snoop Dogg. Light of Mine is available everywhere, and you can find him on Twitter and Instagram at SuperDuperKyle. What was your first favorite song? Uh, my first favorite song, I can remember like being this being my favorite song. Um, man, that's so hard because... I'm trying to think of being a little, little, because I've loved songs since I was a little kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, my first favorite song. Early memory of something you just loved. Oh, my first favorite, I actually know what my very first favorite song was. Back at One by Brian McKnight. Ah. That was my first favorite so my song. My question is, what made you at a young age take that song? That's like a much more mature, emotional was, song. Yeah, you know what? It was randomly on the radio, I think, at the mm. time. And being a little kid, like, I remember that's just the very first singing song I memorized. Mm-hmm. Was, so that is the first song you memorized as well. Yeah, the very first singing song I ever memorized was "Back at One" by Brian McKnight. So that we remember. That's good. So, so was this a lot of in front of the mirror? What, what, what was going down with friends? Was I singing in front of? Nah, it was just you know me and my brother were actually we listened to it in the car and sing it together. One, you like a dream come true. <laughs> Two, just wanna be with you. Three. And it's plain to see that you're the only one for me. And four, <laughs> repeat that's one, two, three, five. I'll make you fall in love with me. Yeah, I, I think we got a song. cover song coming really soon. I should cover that. <laughs> that's good. Uh, how about the first album you remember buying or illegally downloading or getting off the internet? What, anything that comes to mind? Um, The very first thing I illegally downloaded? Mm. Oh. I think it was Put You on the Game by Game. Oh, yeah. Like put yeah, You yeah. on the Game. That whole era of songs, that's uh -huh. when my cousin had the CD burner, uh -huh. and she had LimeWire, and yeah. I, was down I was downloading all that type of stuff. I downloaded Put You on the Game. I downloaded Hate It or Love It, because this is like, what, like 2004, 2005, mm -hmm. and that's when Game was like it, it huge, saved. especially living in, like, I was living in Los Angeles, like, uh -huh. They was like game everything. I think that was a, those like the first ones I illegally downloaded. Yeah, you know, growing up here, you know, we, we had a lot of beef with him. You know, everybody he'd always be talking that shit. So you know, everybody. Oh, game was talking mad shit about NY. <laughs> it's crazy. He was like every week. I feel like I was a music writer at that time. I'd be like, what the hell? Like, yeah, do I have to write another article about this? Bro, game was not giving it. 
fuck back then. <laughs> he was like literally he was roasting New York. But um, I was I was downloading a hella game, and then I was also download on LimeWire. There's all these mashup songs. Uh huh. So it'd be like, I got five on it, but like the remix feature and like fucking everybody under the sun. Just these weird mashup remixes. I remember, um, there was this like uh, grills remix that had like adam sandler on it elmo on it it was weird uh how about for you when was a big milestone in you making music when you were like oh shit like i'm like doing this um man you know what when i was a very little kid i recorded this song uh called mrs wonderful and this might have been when i was like 10 years old and it was the first time my dad took me to this like producer dude who is the beat was tight Mm. as hell this beat was so cool and I mean, because being like a 10-year-old kid, like an 11-year-old kid, like you actually don't, you, you've heard good beats before, mm. but you don't know how to get them. Yes. And my dad took me to this producer dude, and he produced this song I had called Mrs. Wonderful. It was like the second song I ever wrote. And yeah, I remember hearing that as an 11-year-old and being like, wow, I think I actually have the ability to be fired. Like wow. one day, like one day. And yeah, that was when, I mean, I've never had a plan B. Not once. I was also one of them kids that had an over-supportive family. And I say over-supportive because sometimes they tell you, you can do anything, yeah, but, yeah. like, you know what I mean? So it kind of had me thinking, yeah, no, why would I do anything else? I'm just going to be a rapper. I'm going to be a singer. Like, they, they didn't tell me that the success rate of that is literally, like, 0.0%, like, 0.01%. Yes. <laughs> but that that was been my plan. So the real question is, though, who was Mrs. Wonderful? Who was Mrs. Wonderful? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) yo, you know, it's funny, bro. When you're a little kid, it's like you always talk like the first thing you learn how to write are love songs. Yes. You've definitely never been in love before. (laughs) That's true. And you just do it based on, you know why I was singing shit like that? Because I was listening to Brian McKnight. You Uh feel me? That's what Um, he's singing about. (laughs) Yeah. And it was like. You're my missus, wonderful, my baby, my lady. And no matter how far I go, I'm crazy. Just thinking about your girl, wonderful, my baby. That was my that was my Wow, song. that's pretty yeah. good for a young kid. Unless you're improvising a little, though. No, nah, that was it. No. Crazy. Damn. Just thinking about your girl. That, that was the song. Damn. How about what's a surprising musical influence that people would be a little bit shocked by that you're really into? Um, a surprising musical influence. I really liked a lot of crooner stuff growing up because my grandfather always played it for me. So shit like Frankie Lane, mm-hmm. you know, I believe, and like things like um uh like Dean Martin and random shit like that, and like Frank Sinatra randomly mm. ha- plays a big influence on me still. Yeah, so, so is that creeping into, like, your hooks, or what, what, what are you um, still doing? I don't know. I think that creeps in more on, like, my, like, R&B type of side. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, my mom always had me listening to, when I was a little kid, I didn't, even really, I didn't listen to rap. I didn't really listen to it like that at all. So when did rap come into your life, then? Rap came into my life when I was more, like, 10 10 years old that's when rap really that like, came into my life for and the so first who time. was that that like what was the big impression that that was that... my dad my dad was the one that got my so dad is the reason song? i became a rapper it's okay. because of my dad wow you don't hear that every day yeah no i know <laughs> my dad definitely he taught me well one he would always like freestyle battle me and shit <laughs> in front of the other kids so that had to get my bars up and wow that's no, something. oh yeah no my dad he fucking raps still wow. like if, if he were to be here right now he'd just start freestyling oh. like, he just does that <laughs> Oh, we got to so, see that at some point. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> got to get that on the YouTube. I know. I'm a freestyle battle my dad on YouTube for clout. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Unless he wins, then you're fucked. <laughs> oh, then I'm super fucked, which he might fuck around and win because he just doesn't stop. But at the same time, it's like, the re- you know what? It's almost like when a boxer 
waits to fight another boxer until he gets a little older because yeah, they know they're it. younger. And they're like, oh, if I just wait three yep. years, three or five years, I'm going to be able to beat his ass. That's what I'm doing with my dad. I've been waiting <laughs> a long time, so now that his style is a little more dated, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And yes. now he'll catch, catch these bars. He's going to sound real slow, like B.I.G. on the corner and everything. Yeah, like, nah, hey, now he's like, hey, you know, <laughs> me and my kid, and we're rap battling for the kids on YouTube, hi. So, but what uh, did he play you that really like made you be like, oh, I'm into yeah, rap? Yeah, though. he played me a ODB "Got mm-hmm. Your Money." Oh, well, that's a hell of a song. Yeah, it was. But- I remember just being so bouncy and so free, like, and that's what I feel like I still carry a lot into my music today. Is just like the kind of freedom of just doing something and sounding like something that you know is going to weird people out, but not giving a fuck about it because mm. ODB gave zero fucks when it came to his delivery and how he made music, and so. That has always like stuck with me. So how about the last song you discovered that you had to send around to everybody bailing like, holy shit, like send to a bunch of friends like, I can't believe this. Last thing I heard that I put everybody on, um, you know what song I hella love right now and is by far my favorite song is fucking Japan by Famous Dex. I love, I love the feeling that song gives you. It's just mm. like you turn it on and you can't help but feel good. You know what I mean? And I gotta so- listen to this. Oh, listen to it, dude. Like, yeah. w- wake up and listen to it, and you're going to feel cooler than you've ever felt. <laughs> nice. Um, do you remember the first time you heard one of your songs in public? Um, yeah, I do. The first time I heard one of my songs in public was I had this song called Hey Now that I did with Martin Solveig, and it got played oh, on wow. the radio. I'm a big fan of his, yeah. Oh, I yeah. Have no idea. Not, so I made a song with Martin Solveig back in, like, 2013. Oh, wow. Called Hey Now. How'd you get hooked up with him? That's why it seems like a weird combo. It is kind of a strange <laughs> combo, right? Well, my managers happened to know him, uh-huh. and they were lo- he was looking to try and get a rapper on the song, mm-hmm. and they and he could he he couldn't really pinpoint the right one, and so they were like, "Yo, just send it to Kyle. He's fire." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Okay, I don't really know who Kyle <laughs> is, but okay, I send it, you know." And he sent it to me, and I I guess he liked what I did because when I he got back, he's like, "This is perfect." And then I fly to Ultra. Uh-huh. With him, finish the song, and then we perform it at Ultra the next day. Wow. It was crazy. So where'd you hear that? Oh, sorry. In the car. I was in the car, and the radio came on, and I was like driving with my brother, and our friends were like next to us, and I turned down the windows, and I was like, I'm on the radio. Wow. That's kind of rad. Yeah, dude. It was tight. What do you take to first the song? Like, Is it going to be that you did some lyrics, and you want to match the music to it? Do you hear a beat, and you're like, oh, I could do something that fits this? Like, What does that, that usually look like for you? Um, So I start, the way I start is like when I hear a beat, I'm really feeling, whether even it's just, just a sample mm-hmm. or whatever, it kind of starts with the music. And then before I even do the lyric, I used to sit there and just write the whole song completely. But what I'll do now is before I even like think of the lyrics, I'll just go into the booth and just freestyle all the melodies and the ideas of it. You feel me? Because I want my voice more and more, the older I get, I want my voice to just like be harmonious with the song. And I won't even know if I'll sound good on a beat until I go in there and mumble some shit so i'll go in there and just like really try to freestyle all the melodies and stuff first and then i'll chop it up after okay i take this part take this part take this part and then i add the words to it nice and so are you doing a lot of that chopping up yourself yeah no i have to chop it myself i have to because i have to like i listen to it so meticulously i'm like oh no i went here and i went there (laughs) like i need the the part so the little syllables and those details are a lot of what you're zoning into, too. Literally. No, I zone into all of it. Like, all the songs you hear me do are ones I I had to comp those myself, for sure. Wow. 
Yeah, because I'm just so meticulous with my own voice because nobody hears my own voice more than me. What is a song that no matter how many times you've heard it, you will ne- stop what you're doing and listen to it and zone in on it? Paranoid by Kanye West. Oh, yeah? Anytime that song comes on, I'm stopping what I'm doing and I'm singing the entire thing. Interesting. Bro, that is the rawest song of like all time, in my <laughs> opinion. Like I fucking love that song. Something about, I mean, it's just it feels so timeless. When I listen to that song, it feels like my whole life. It feels like forever type of thing. Like, and I love just, like, especially, like, the auto-tune on it. There's so many, like, subtle, like, things in there that I'm like, wow, that even that was so dope. Like, when he says, all of the time, mm-hmm. you don't really n- listen to it, but it says, like, oh, like, it's like, when he does that swoop up, mm-hmm. the auto-tune, like, climbs a bunch of stairs real quick, and it just sounds really dope. That's how many times I've listened to that song. I'm bragging yeah, about I'm the like, part like, he goes, all <laughs> of the time. You know, you, yeah. know, you know somebody's heard a song a lot when they can t- describe the way the auto-tune glitches in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's how much I fucking love that song. So has anybody given you some really sage advice lately that you've been really into? Um, I remember Snoop Dogg gave me some really good advice. He uh, told I'm very me, curious about that. Yeah, bro. Snoop Dogg. I was with Snoop Dogg in his trailer. At, I mean, his uh, yeah, his like green room at uh, Okeechobee Fest, and he told me, man, he was like, he was basically talking to me about how you maintain a legacy, mm. and he was saying like, you can't make your career choices motivated at staying at the top. He's like, that is. He's like, the top is really an invisible place. You feel mm. me? Like being at the top, like that's not what you should be in this music shit for. He's like, this thing about me. He's like, I came into the game at the top. Yeah. You feel me? So he's like, where is, else is there left to go? He's like, nah, I had to stay focused on me and doing what is true to Snoop Dogg. He's like, so I can stay. He, instead of using like an up and down scale, he was using a left to right scale. And oh. kind of showing me like it's about being around. It's about being around for decades. It's not about being at the top for a couple years. You huh. know what I mean? And I was like, wow, dude, that makes so much sense because... For a young artist, sometimes it's hard to not want to branch out and do something that's out of your character because it's the popular thing because you just want to be hot right now. He's like, basically focus on your legacy and staying true to yourself so that you'll stick around for years to come. And he gave me good advice twice already. That was his second good advice. So what was the other one? The first one he gave me is when I performed on the Martha and Snoop show. And he, he was basically kind of explaining to me in his way how... Because basically what happened is I I jump up on this bench on the beginning of the performance and I just start going in Mm -hmm. and he kind of gets off, like put off, I mean not put off by, he kind of gets caught off guard by it and it's like, oh snap, and Snoop Dogg's really feeling our performance. But then the producers of the show stop it and they stop the song. They're like, we have to do that again. You can't jump up on that type of thing. And Snoop Dogg gets pissed and it's like, yo, don't ever stop somebody in the middle of their performance. You know what I'm saying? Like, because him as a performer, he knows me Go, giving my energy and giving my all is my job. And he's like, if you guys need to get it again, let him finish and get it again, but don't ever interrupt it. He's like, I got you, nephew. And then I did it again. And after he came up to me and was basically telling me, like, you know, to remember that my job is my energy and my heart and my soul. That is my job, is using that. And he's like, don't ever get on stage and not give that 110%. He's like, this is that my best advice for you. He's like, this is your business right here. And he was like pointing at like my chest. He's like, this is your business using this. He's like, so you got to use this. Like you got to use this. Like it's your, you know, like it's your bread and butter. Like this is what keeps the lights on. You feel me? Like is you giving 110% of yourself anytime you get on stage. And I was like, damn Snoop. 
Um, how about a good story of something that happened while you were making this last record? I know you just put out a record last week. Yeah. Is there any big inspirational moment, anything that was really influencing you, anything you could talk to me about with that? I mean, there are so many great moments with, the, with making this record, so many like enlightening moments when making this record, and... I had this one song, Ups and Downs, it's the intro. Well, actually, now, most exciting moment for me is when I, I was making the song called Coming or Going, right? Mm-hmm. And for two years, I had been trying to find a way. Literally two full years, I was trying to find a way to get in contact with Take Six. So they're basically this really legendary, like, gospel R&B group. Oh, like, like they would, like, play on, like, Arsenio Hall back yeah, in the day. No, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, 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 they're, like, yeah, from yeah, the yeah. 80s. Yeah, 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 no, like, I remember this growing up, yeah. Yeah, 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 and they're, I mean, they're, like, they're the most Grammy award-winning, like, R&B group of all time, I'm pretty sure, wow. or something like that. They have, like, 10 Grammys or something crazy. And I was trying to get in contact with these guys forever, and then I finally did... And ended up like communicating with them, and they were like, "Okay, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do it, and we're gonna like do it like this and that." They're great people, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then when I got those vocals in, and Take Six is like a harmonizing group, so uh-huh. their vocals sound insane. And I pressed play on the song and heard it for the first time. Like, oh my god, this is insane, bro! They're just so good. That's that right. was like the most. That was the funnest part of making this album to me and because personally it's just something i had worked for for so long and i finally got it and i was like wow like yes they, they, they say everybody uh wants to blow their record budget on the orchestra and you <laughs> you're like no i got this take no six. i was like i got this i need take six on there because they're just so legendary bro and I, honestly i want to show kids and stuff who are just kind of listening to like whether it's like me and like fucking little pump or whatever uh-huh. like just listening to young kid shit I want to also put in front of them some very, you know, some some legendary stuff they might not know about. That's rad. You know, I, I want to bridge the gap a little bit because very soon after is like, like Lil Yachty. Lil Yachty's like on the yeah, on the like little, the next song or something. I love the little uh, skits in between your stuff on the record. Yeah, with thank the, you. Yeah, it was great. What is your guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure is sitting in my room literally all day. The blinds down, playing Xbox, just in, like, literally just in my drawers, like, not going anywhere. Uh-huh. Just sitting in bed all day long playing video games. That nice. is my guilty pleasure that I know is a bad habit, but I'm not kicking it for nothing. So the real question is, what are you playing and what are you listening to while those blinds are down? Okay, what I'm playing is, um, I play a lot of Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls Online, Skyrim, all that. Um... I'm also playing a lot of Call of Duty. I'm playing a lot of Fortnite. I'm playing a lot of 2K. I'm playing a lot of Assassin's Creed. Okay. Because I fucking love history, too. So it's like best of both worlds. I get to, like, kill people virtually. You know what I mean? I get to fight people Mm -hmm. with swords and shit and also learn about, like, you know what I mean, American Revolution shit or, like, ancient Egyptian shit. Lighter note, what's your go-to karaoke song? Ooh, I'm hella good at uh, 21 Questions. So, so, so the the question is, is how much of the showstopper is that though? That's that's, that's, that's got to get some respect in there. If I do a fifty cent, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember the, I'm trying to remember the words. Fine, looks so good. Would you still hug? Me? Uh, yeah, I was, I was doing, I was killing the fifty cent uh, karaoke. I did many men too. I was like many men. Hey, wish death upon me. Blood in my eyes, dog, and I can't see. I'm trying to be what I'm destined to be. And he's trying to take my life away. I was just, you know. I, I like this invitation. Are you playing with me? I don't got the time for that. Mining me a refund.
Thanks to Kyle for coming on What Did I Say? Visit superduperkyle.com for more information. Our theme music is by Max Frost. Be sure and catch up on all the Atlantic Records podcasts at atlanticpodcasts.com. Thank you for listening.